don't know how to start the pod this week. <laughs> I have no idea what to say. Are we get Athena and want me to get her to start it off? The cat? You're going to let the cat start the pod this week? Yeah. Do you want me to go get her? No, she's had enough trouble what as it is. Trying? She just had to watch two episodes of Star Wars with us. She fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of the Mandalorian. <laughs> True. She did finally turn away. She was like, well, that's enough for me. <laughs> And we're here with this cat in Rachel's apartment. It's Wednesday night, and that must mean it is Star Formers Night. I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. And this is our weekly discussion where we talk about Star Wars and... Transformers. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. That's a f- I was listening back to the pod uh, recently, and I realized it would make more sense for me to... Uh, I say my name, you say your name. It also would make more sense for me to say Star Wars than you say Transformers. Um, so, I caught you off guard with it this week to see. I just wanted to see... See if I'm paying attention. Does a typical zoomer over here getting on your phone right away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have made Gosh. Rachel give me that look. You guys couldn't see the look. I've I called her a fake fan in the middle of the Mandalorian tonight, and the look that she gave me was so good. True offense. Well, as always, we like to start off our uh, our night with any news, any recent thoughts, um, any updates on the pod, any notes from last week, anything along those lines. Rachel, you got anything? Uh, yeah, actually, I have quite a bit. So um, Variety reported yesterday that, um, well, first of oh man. Well, the first thing they reported was that Taika Waititi is looking to star in his Star Wars film that. in a similar capacity <laughs> to what he did in Jojo Rabbit. And there's a part of me that's like, okay... I kind of loved him in Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Despised Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, and so I don't know. I don't. This is also speculate. You know, speculation yeah. because no movie exists unless there's a trailer. Sure. Like no, so I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Just. Yeah. I think it was sorry. I think no, it was funny ahead. the first time, but now it almost feels like it's. I don't want to say that Taika's overstayed his welcome. But Korg has. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. You know, he's got an incredible track record as a director. Um, even, like, the fact that Thor Love and Thunder is far and away his worst film speaks, I think, greatly to the quality of his other films. And sure. it is definitely an outlier. You know, it's a COVID production. It's part of the really wonky latter half of Marvel's Phase 4, where all of the movies were wonky and um so i i think with the weird degrading quality of of the marvel films over the over the last year or so um i think it's easy to say that that is not taika's fault for the most part and how i mean granted they wasn't oh i mean not to turn this into a marvel podcast (laughs) but thor love and thunder was supposed to come out after guardians 3 right correct so that probably went through a whole lot of uh rewritings it's a really good point Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think you can look at Taika's other work and see that it's, I think it speaks for itself. And, um, you know, I I do think he's potentially, um, his ego becomes more inflated as time goes on. Um, but uh, I I think there was still a lot of really good in Thor Love and Thunder. His, his depiction of the villain was really excellent. Mm-hmm. I think the, the general story structure of the movie was still mostly... Um, 
still solid storytelling. Um, he For still sure. works with the actors. Incred- I mean, the Christian Bale's performance in that film is amazing. And Christian Bale is an incredible actor, but it was still a relatively different mm-hmm. role for him. So I still trust him. Um, his episode, the episodes he directed, The Mandalorian, are really excellent as for well. Sure. And he has, he was, uh, was he IG? Or he was another no, no, droid, wasn't uh, he? Oh, yes, he was the IG. Yes, yeah. he's the voice of the IG droid in Mandalorian. So, it's hard to tell because it's a droid voice and not you know at this point i'm not that was bad impression (laughs) i've never been able to do a new zealand um at this point i am so ready to have more theatrically released star wars that um i won't really um turn my nose up at anything especially a taika watiti directed one Mm -hmm. so this is get it made in my opinion well speaking of theatrical release star wars kevin feige's and patty jenkins movies have been shelved (laughs) Oh man, it's it's like there's a competition between Lucasfilm and DC f- for who can manage their films worse, mm-hmm. their franchise. Like seriously, Star Wars and DC Comics, Superman, Batman, like these should be the easiest things to turn into massively successful franchises, especially in this day and age where especially superhero stuff is so popular and and science fiction stuff is popular. It's just like and The Mandalorian is popular, like why can we not get any decent dc or star wars films why is this such a difficult task to accomplish i kind of wanted to make a joke that patty jenkins movie got shelved by herself because chris pine wouldn't be in it (laughs) interesting i don't think that's it that's just my my personal head canon because she asked him at Uh least twice to be in it yeah and and she may have done it to herself by making a very weird and not so good uh wonder woman sequel yeah that's hard i think that is kind of but also Kevin, the whole thing with Kevin Feige, I don't know. Anyways, it's it's no surprise the news of Star Wars films being canceled. So, well, I mean, it's, it's just another kind of, day. It's one of those things where it's like, if it's not in production, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It it almost oh, it doesn't exist. It even if it's in the storyboard, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. Oh, of course. Um, any other news from your end? Yeah, so, you know, last episode of Mando, we had the Azellans, the Babu Freaks. Uh-huh. Um, so, they're voiced by Shirley Henderson. Do you know what she's famous for? I do not. She's moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. Bizarre. I know. It's Bizarre. crazy. Um, so, she, so, she's Babu Freak, and then uh, mm-hmm. the, Azellan, the other Azellans in Mando, season three, episode one. Um hmm interesting the other information i saw this week and this is a tiktok and it was an interview with uh james arnold taylor who voices uh obi-wan in the clone wars and um he, he was telling a story at some panel that apparently i think this is this is early on in clone wars i think around season three he and ashley Eckstein, the voice of ahsoka tano uh came up with the idea to suggest to Dave Filoni, jokingly, that they should do a musical episode. They're like, this would be such a good musical. And apparently, Dave Filoni despises that idea, <laughs> which I think is just really funny. And so the point of the panel, James Arnold Taylor is just like, if you want to make Dave Filoni mad, just talk to him about a musical episode, <laughs> which I just think is hysterical. I don't know. It's just it's just a fun, fun little tidbit. It is interesting. So, which makes which kind of makes me laugh because i don't want to get too off topic but considering i just watched batman the brave and the bold 
there were like <laughs> six more musical episodes in that in those series than I ever expected to watch in a Batman show. That's hilarious. It's so weird. I'm like, well, this is unexpected. But either way, kind of a fun interview between some of the Clone Wars voice actors mm-hmm. and their tormenting of Dave Filoni. <laughs> I think I would do the same. I mean, can you imagine just, hey, Dave, we should, what if we just did a musical? It just... I would, I, you know, I, I like, hmm, I go back and forth. I, I sometimes really enjoy the concept of, of musicals as comedies. I think that music is an incredible form of comedy, mm-hmm. but also I don't think sometimes the joke is just the fact that characters are singing yeah. and that's the whole joke and that, that itself is joke. not a good joke. So Batman, the Raven, the Bold, what brings to mind is, so the joke is that the characters are singing, but the reason is because I can't remember the, it's some e list or d list villain mm-hmm. who has like a machine that makes them all sing okay which is which it's so they show up to fight and they're all singing it's funny sure but so it's like a bit of a plot device but mm-hmm. also to me that felt like the producers going what if we just made them sing like what if we just made everyone sing for an episode that's just the energy that episode yeah, gave me. Anyways, uh, um, back to not Batman. Well, taking one step back to the comment on this woman, Shirley Henderson, um, the voice of the Inzellans. Uh-huh. Um, because one of the basic elements of this podcast is things Rachel and Cameron are interested in. Third person. Um, not necessarily interested in, but a movie we went and saw together um, in the theater last year was See How They Run. And Shirley Henderson played Agatha Christie in that movie. You're kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. You know who it's else true. Is in see how they run. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That makes this relevant. Let's 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 bring it up. Relevant. A, uh, Rachel and I have a running joke of uh, her sending me movies that we should see, and me being confused as to why she wants to see them until there's one particular actor's name. Um, I see you want to reveal this actor's name, Rachel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> David Oyelowo. Oh, David Oyelowo. Yeah. And why do you like David Oyelowo? You will make me say it. Yep. Make me out uh-huh. myself because uh, he voices Callus in Rebels, and Callus is my favorite boy. Man, I yes. don't know. And I'm a sucker for um, bad guys like turning good. It's my, it's my jam. So he's my favorite. So whenever he's in something. So this was a movie we went and saw in theaters simply because Rachel wanted to see our boy David Oyelowo on uh, the big screen. Also, I. <laughs> I did that to you a couple weeks ago. I sent uh-huh. you just a picture of the Cloverfield Paradox theatrical poster, and I just captioned it, we should see this. And you went, why? And I just <laughs> zoomed in on David's <laughs> name uh-huh. and sent it a screenshot. It was good. Top is a, is a good running joke, if you ask me. I love it. Well, another Starformers news. Um, I was flipping through um, The Hollywood Reporter this week, and I was reading... First, I don't know why I clicked on it. I was reading an article about the Nickelodeon Choice Awards, which I don't know why. There was something, I don't, I don't, do not know why I clicked on it. But as I was skimming through the article, this particular sentence caught my eye. Also during the show, Adam Sandler was honored with the King of Comedy Silver Blimp, while Optimus Prime of the Transformers franchise was given a Lifetime Achievement Award. What? Phenomenal. <laughs> absolutely mind-blowing like i to me from my perspective this is bearing the lead this was the most incredible thing to read that our boy it wasn't about peter colin it was not peter colin about the character and i'm not realizing that we definitely need to watch this acceptance speech live on mic 
Optimus Prime's acceptance speech? I mean, it's almost certainly got. I'm pretty sure they had like an animated. Oh. I didn't even think about watching it until just now. I'm gonna see if I can find it. But this was just so funny to me. You know. But he, uh, while I'm looking this up, let's discuss whether this is a uh, a um, earned award because you know Optimus Prime is an incredible performance, but he only plays himself. And he's only ever done played himself. He doesn't have much range as an actor. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, this might be in Spanish. The which title... Con- which continuity is it? Optimus Prime... Okay, this this might not be it. No, I think it is. Let me see. Wait, why is my turn your, turn, computer not turn. making any sound? Is it not going to make sound because of... um, We're recording? No, the, the recording has nothing to do with my computer. Um. Oh, I think I know why I was doing that. Okay, let's see if we can get some... Oh, Thank you all. I am honored to accept this Lifetime Achievement Award on this special night. Let this award seal the bond between humans, Maximals, and Autobots as we fight together to protect the planet. This is Optimus Prime signing off. Kids' Choice Awards, roll out. Rachel's dying. She's absolutely dying over there. It's hilarious. Top 10 things I didn't expect to hear today. <laughs> so I was that's, hoping for a little uh, bit more comedy, but... That's hysterical in and of itself. I that's was hoping also... he got slimed or something. <laughs> um, or that's, That was also Rise of the Beast, Optimus Prime, so the new movie one. Yeah, yeah. I'm also now learning... I mean, the, the thing I took away from that, I did not know, is that... The technology's the beasts, come too far. The no, the technology's bad. That animation looked like an app, like like a like a mobile game. <laughs> no, it um, I did not know that the animal transformers were called Maximals. <laughs> this was not knowledge yeah. I had in my head. Um, you think I would know what the Decepticons were called, but I uh do not. Oh, that's just the good guy um, animal transformers. They're yeah. called Maximals. I gotta Google it because I'm. Anyways, Dumb. also because I will probably never watch it, and I hate to be the person that's like, I'm not gonna watch something because I'm of force the. You to. Are, okay, well, I won't watch it by myself. We would have okay. to watch it for the sole sure. purpose of researching for the podcast. Yes, okay. I won't watch it out of fun because I don't want to be the person that's like, I don't want to watch something because of the style. However, it, the animation just, is very grating to look at. I've heard it gets. I was told it's. I was told it gets better. Um, I want to see how much Rise of No wait what's the name of the show Beast Wars okay. Yeah. I want to see I just want to see like how long it would take us it, The official name is Beast Wars colon Transformers that's kind of interesting That's not the other way around um, There are 52 episodes <gasps> Oh my gosh Four seasons Oh gross how did this show go for That's wild <laughs> Three, this says three seasons. Oh, I don't know. Still, though, holy cow. Apparently, they're just... So, it's Maximals and then just Decepticons? <laughs> um, Which is kind of fun. Well, I guess there's the wow. difference. Anyways, um, so that was my one bit of news. Um, though, I did have a funny story to tell, and this story... No, at- uh- 
as a <laughs> so sorry it's maxim it's maximals and predacons my bad i thought you were telling me no i'm not allowed to tell a story uh, no sorry it's it's the maximals predacons. and the predacons okay. and they're both sides are descendants of each respectful side well that's useful information to have you're welcome anyways um just a fun story that i referenced last week on the pod that's just kind of a fun element of transformers in our life um our local uh grocery store has a wall burgers in it um which if you don't know is a uh burger chain owned by the Wahlberg actor brothers mark and donnie Wahlberg. i think they have a third brother as well he's not an actor donnie was an actor <laughs> yeah he's uh, he's like in saw is his most famous movies i've never seen the saw movies. um and i've never saw the uh, saw movies and so we we don't eat at Wahlburger specifically very frequently, but the grocery store itself sells really good Chinese food, and we eat in the Wahlburgers when we eat our Chinese food. And for this Wahlburgers-themed restaurant, where on the ceiling they have movie titles written of movies they've been in, they have a singular movie poster of all the movies that Mark Wahlberg has been in, of all the movies Donnie Wahlberg has been in, they have one movie poster in this restaurant. And if you follow our Facebook, you've already seen the photo because I posted a photo of Rachel and myself standing next to it. Doxed. Transformers 5. No, it's The four. Last Night. I thought it was 4. No, it's 5. Oh, I didn't look it's, that hard. I'm sorry. They you were standing the, right I, next I was, to it. I was facing away from it. I was looking at the camera. Cameron transformers the last night right there bizarre sorry i was too distracted by the fact that i didn't know how to pose absolutely bizarre choice on the part of whoever <laughs> uh decorated this wall burgers um maybe they just really like that phone. maybe it was the newest one when they made it uh hmm that hmm mm. no i think it's relatively new i think it was built within the last year or two because i remember when they remodeled it it could have been another grocery store in town. I'm pretty sure you could. I mean, that's not a bad guess, but hysterical. Um, Too good. It's yeah. Oh, uh, now they're gonna know where I work. <laughs> well, people wouldn't know that if you didn't say it. Can we edit that out? I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not like I'm on my work's website or anything. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. So that's my two bits. Do you have anything else before we get into the, talking about the Bad Batch? That's all I got. All right, the Bad Batch season two, episode twelve, the Outpost. Um, we have zero days sent a crosshair oh, sighting. Man, the worst. It unfortunately got spoiled for me, which oh, sucks yeah. because people don't know how to, I don't know, not post spoilers at like 7 a.m. anymore on the day that <laughs> something comes out. Anyways. Uh, I'm going to look real fast. It's been um, 56 days. So we went 55 days consecutively without a crosshair. 55 appearance. days of peace. <laughs> Um, and so this episode um is a snow themed episode imagine if we got uh the thing episode after last week's alien i would have loved that that would have been good but well that's not what we got (laughs) (laughs) in this the most the scariest thing in this episode is crosshair himself and crosshair's (laughs) uh unpredictable element of what he believes and doesn't believe in any given episode closely followed by almost scarily unrendered lieutenant nolan <laughs> is that his name i was trying to yeah, fa- his name find is his nolan. name here. no offense to the nolan's lieutenant out there nolan. so this is a theme of this season at least from uh 
his perspective from Crosshair's perspective as having to deal with all the new snooty Imperial officers. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's quite a great running theme, I think, is just how much these guys suck. You think he's been able to eat lunch once? <laughs> they keep maybe interrupting why, him. Maybe that's, that's why, why he's so skinny. That's, that's why he's so skinny. Man oh. can't even eat in peace. Man, IMDb changed their oh, episode guides up in the corner. Wow. They changed their page layout. Disgusting. I find it. We'll okay. That. Season two, episode... 12 12 right there it is the outpost this has a 9.2 on imdb people people love crosshair i guess you know i saw an interesting comment that i saw online that the the best bad batch episodes either don't have the bad batch in them or (laughs) aren't about the bad batch yeah Uh uh-huh which does seem to be a running trend i agree so I'm right now. I'm looking at um, the the voice actor who played uh, Lieutenant Nolan. I almost called him Christopher Nolan because the actor's name is Crispin Freeman. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Do, does he look familiar? like him? No. Oh, okay. Sometimes Star Wars animation likes to cast voice actors that look yeah. like the characters. Okay, here's our weekly Transformer search to see if he ever played a Transformer. Uh, no, he's never played a Transformer. Wait. Do I need to hit C? Oh, no. I, I didn't get all the entire page. All right. Wait, there's still hope. Yes, he did. In Transformers Robots in Disguise, he played uh, Sawtooth. Every, every time. time. I love it. Oh, it's I great. Also, I, have, I think I've watched the first couple episodes of Robots in Disguise. It's like technically a spiritual successor to Transformers Prime, but I just haven't seen he it. He also plays Grimlock and Breakdown in the video game War for Cybertron. Huh. That's cool. So there's yet again another Transformers another connection. One. We always figure out a way to find it. It's always there. This guy does a lot of video games. Man, voice video actors games. really work. They are. He plays Firefly in the are Arkham you? video games. Oh, are you kidding me? I love those games. Yeah. I Arkham Knight was not. Ex- I was not expecting it to be my favorite. Oh, it is your favorite. Very interesting. I think it is. I think I, I just. It. I just. I love Arkham City. That was really enjoyable, but I really love just how much space there is in Arkham mm. Knight. I think it's actually kind of like size-wise one of the biggest maps in video. Well, maybe it was when it came out. Very enjoyable. I would love to play through it again. I should do that. Anyways. So back to Bad Batch. I love Batman, but. <laughs> and they. Um, Lieutenant Nolan takes Crosshair to this distant planet to do some defending of some supposedly uh precious cargo and they get there and there's like three clones however we got our second scene of when they get to the ice planet and they come off the ship there's a shot where they're it's angled down at the ground and the first couple troopers walk by then lieutenant nolan and then crosshair when he gets into the camera we have the second clip of the wah oh yeah the sound the the musical sting yeah the musical sting (laughs) the sound that uh crosshair himself just emanates into the universe <laughs> it's, it's a soundtrack mm-hmm. um but so i thought that was funny um and we get a uh, a nice bearded clone named mayday shaggy clone and he's also kind of uh especially once he puts on his armor he looks very much like a mummy and or dingar the famous bounty hunter we, we had a very good uh couple of comments of you said mummy variant clone, and I uh-huh. said it's his Halloween outfit, and you just went, it's his Dengar cosplay. <laughs> um, so, 
one thing I wanted to comment was is interest. I mean, so we see Lieutenant Nolan has a disdain for clones throughout this because it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. he doesn't really try to hide it. But one thing I want to talk about that Mayday mentioned it's when they're out scouting. And Mayday says, I think, I don't know if Crosshair asks how long that he's been out there, but he says, we've been here about a year protecting this cargo. So it's kind of one of those things that's like, okay, so maybe from, it, it kind of, I mean, I guess it's maybe been about a year since the Empire took over, at least. Um, Unless yeah. they were stationed there by the Republic, and then the Empire was like, y'all keep doing y'all's thing. Well, considering what they're guarding, then they've probably been True, out there. True, yeah. I mean, it's probably been oh, at least a year, yeah, since... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I Normally, you would presume television shows take place in real time, as in, like, there's a... True, true. Every season is somehow a year, whether it's the episode season itself or the time between. But after Filoni... Not Filoni. Uh, Favreau's recent comments about the timeline of Mandalorian, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But oh, it's another not been that long. news thing that I forgot to share, but I'll just share it when we get to Mandalorian. Okay. Um, so they send Commander Mayday and uh, Crosshair out into the mountains to f- track down these raiders who have, who have stolen two cargo crates. And we have a... Sorry, we have a nice detail of Crosshair getting flashbanged by the infrared and the explosion. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just a nice detail. It's what he deserves for existing. And so they, they go up into the mountains and they find these raiders. And you called them Tundra Raiders instead of Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> they kind of sounded like... Yeah, they they uh, very... Not, you know, I not, think... Not just the men. Star Wars often finds a way around the morality of murdering people. Life. Uh, finds a way (laughs) (laughs) or star wars star wars writers find a way um and so they they take these guys out and then but they cause an avalanche in the 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 battle and mayday i don't exactly know how mayday why he did what he did did what he pushes crosshair Crosshair? i don't know either they were both running straight for a rock i guess it it's implied oh. that Crosshair didn't see that they were running straight for the big so, boulder. No, from what I saw, or maybe I saw it wrong, was that um, I thought Mayday tried to push Crosshair behind the rock. No, yeah, he pushed him to the like, side. I thought he was trying to push him rock. Well, I mean, it, it would make sense that you'd want to get behind the rock, yeah. but they were running at it. They're also running in like knee deep snow. Maybe he was pushing him out of the way of the rock because uh-huh. we did see. Mayday gets Mayday, pinned against Mayday it. Mayday gets, you know, pinned against a rock and like I don't know how f- I think like avalanches fall at like 70 miles an hour at least, depending mm-hmm. on how how much time, how much speed it picks up. Sure. I think it's like getting hit by like concrete depending on how much. Oh yeah. No, I mean him getting pinned against that rock was no good. You had a good comment. Um <laughs> So, uh, and Crosshair loses his helmet too. Um but he survives, digs himself out, and he goes to find Mayday. And you just said, Mayday, more like Snow Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite joke formats. <laughs> I was trying to come up with one for Crosshair, too, but uh, nothing. Uh, oh, oh, actually, we skipped crosshair, one thing. More like No Hair. We skipped one thing, which was uh, Crosshair stepped on a mine. Oh! And Mayday uh, gets him out of it by putting down some pins to hold it down mm-hmm. so that when he releases his foot, um uh crosshair doesn't become no hair even though he's already no hair um 
And that actually was kind of an interesting moment uh, yeah. because that that whole thing, that whole sequence is what sets up the ending of the episode. Mm-hmm. So that sequence is um, they find one of the dead bodies of the Raiders and Mayday's like, why did they leave the body behind? And Mayday's like, it's just, uh, I mean, Crosshair's like, it's just dead weight. And so then Crosshair immediately finds himself in a position where he is dead weight and uh, but Mayday still helps him. Um, I thought it would have been funny if, because Mayday steps away, I think Crosshair makes a comment like, you don't trust yourself? And he's like, I do, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> and steps around the corner and I just thought, it would have been funny. I don't know. It just would have been a little silly, goofy joke if Crosshair stepped off and just exploded anyways. Or you hear Mayday step around the corner and you hear the noise of a different mind being stepped on. <laughs> and, and, and you made a comment, Crosshair steps off the one and immediately onto another one. <laughs> yep. So after they uh, get away from the avalanche, Mayday is, is greatly injured and says, leave me behind. But Crosshair obviously has a newfound respect for this man and in a very overly long sequence they walk across the mountains in the storm Nick's, and they even cuddle at one point they do <laughs> i said um you made a comment you're like nick sant is that you when he was covered in snow with the beard <laughs> yes but i made i made a comment because they're walking through this whole snowstorm and crosshair doesn't have a helmet and i said it's crosshair spite that keeps him warm <laughs> very believable also and specifically his spite for nolan he's like i'm gonna <laughs> prove this guy wrong i i made a comment we're like this has like similar uh similarities to rebels season mm-hmm. two episode the honorable ones where callus and zeber trapped on the genosis moon and they have to put aside their differences to live um so interesting comment um so here's my question i think i mentioned this do do you think they talked at all when they were walking <laughs> back or they just walked in silence for a couple days that sounds more like Crosshair's style. Or imagine, you know, Crosshair is helping. You know, I was left behind once <laughs> on Camino. This is male friendship, Rachel. Is, oh <laughs> Trekking mostly dead through the mountains silently. After, um, <laughs> after being mortally injured after <laughs> by a completely preventable accident. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and so they finally make it back to the base and the, oh, um, skipped another thing. What they discovered, um, right before the avalanche was that the so-called precious cargo was armor Papa and equipment. Dolls. <laughs> that was what I said <laughs> when they went down to the snow to inspect it. Said, unsold. <laughs> unsold Palpatine dolls. <laughs> um, it was actually, um, armor and equipment for the new army, the, the new. new stormtrooper armor that we saw, um, back at the beginning of the season. That's kind of a mix between stormtrooper and clone trooper armor. Um, and Mayday is quite disturbed at this because they have been incredibly under, uh, budgeted and under, under equipped, um, at his station. And also there's a comment, uh, I mean... You know, he's like, we've done so much. And at the beginning of the episode, we actually see, is it Noel? Uh, I think another Imperial officer taking three clones into a ship and there. And he's like, I'm taking you to retirement, which mm-hmm. is curious if that's actual retirement or if, you know, they just mm. like, quote unquote, take these clones to a farm to live out the rest of their days, yeah. quote unquote. I'm. This feels like it's really building up to a, the clone uh, rebellion, and I'm, I'm super excited. psyched for it. <laughs> I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Gonna be, well, well, well maybe we, not for the clothes. Maybe but. not for this. Well, maybe not for this season. Oh sure. 
Um, and so they make it back, and Nolan is quite displeased with the fact that they only came back with themselves and not the uh, the containers. We also have an interesting uh, we have an interesting scene where all the other soldiers notice them walking this whole <laughs> mile across the background, and no, no one, you know, oh, not all at once. Not everyone rushed to help at once. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of funny. You see them like limping, yep, <laughs> uh-huh. across yeah. this expanse, and so they collapse and and uh nolan is yelling at him and crosshair's like we need a medic and he's like no i'm not gonna give you a medic or that's what nolan says and then crosshair's like he'll die and off screen you hear this mucusy single cough (laughs) from from mayday so funny Uh, hey he didn't die off hey if he didn't die on screen yeah maybe he was faking it maybe he's just being dramatic maybe if we act dead we can get away. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> That's the can... only way to get free health care <laughs> if you're Aww. dead. So uh, Nolan's like, get back to work. And he walks off. And <laughs> Nolan, no, nah, I mean, Crosshair stand up and does pretty much exactly what he did at the end of the last episode he was in and just lay a fellow out. <laughs> and then he collapsed dramatically. And the mm, other soldiers yes. are like, drop it. And then he wakes up on the uh, Mount Tan Mount Tanto. I have no idea. It's the mountain facility that Nala says is at. Yes. That the this yeah. So whatever that called. maybe it's in my last notes. But anyways, and that's they, where the episode ends. Is him the uh, the scientist woman's like, if you cooperate, maybe you'll survive. And she says the you'll meet the doctor soon. I wonder who that is. I wonder if it's Nala say. Could be. I mean, Nala say might. Or I don't know, someone might try, or maybe it's that the one guy. Oh, who uh, knows? I guess we'll we'll figure out soon. Hopefully, so I think in we two talk- seasons we'll figure out. Yeah, I think, and we talked about. I mean, you kind of mentioned some predictions that. So you know, we have three more weeks of Bad Batch, really. Uh huh. Episode thirteen, fourteen, and then fifteen, sixteen on the 29th They're going to have two episodes of the season finale. Mm-hmm. So I know you. I think you've got a pretty good prediction that somehow the Bad Batch is going to end up in that facility. Probably the Empire kidnaps Omega and they come to save her, which would be very, very similar to Mandalorian season two. Also very similar to the first season of of Bad Batch, where Hunter gets captured and taken to Kamino. Right? Oh, is that why they went back to Kamino? I do not remember that I'm pretty sure that's why they went back to Kamino. Hunter gets captured and taken there and they're like, we gotta go save him. Hmm. And that's where they encounter Crosshair. Again, for the first time, he's like, I had my chip removed. And everyone's like, and I'm like, I knew it. (laughs) Called it. And so, so yeah, I would imagine the, the, the Bad Batch are going to end up at that facility somehow and not know that Crosshair is there. They're going to see him and. It's like, oh, sorry. No, continue. And there's like, what's actually going to happen is going to be conflicted on whether they should save him and then something's going to happen. But what I would love to happen is they see him and they go. Peace and just keep keep running. It's or it's gonna be like that. Uh, the like the that this like American Tale, where they keep coming within like ten feet of each other, but they never encounter each other. I have no idea what you're the talking about. The animated film in American Tale. Never seen it about the little Russian mice I mean, who gets separated it, n- from nope. his family and has to go find his family in America. Sounds bad. <gasps> <gasps> I guess tonight is just my night to continually piss off Rachel. 
the look she's she's just stunned silence right now you've never even mentioned it before how can you be this emotionally connected you're to this old movie? i thought you would have seen it i think you would have brought up you bring up kung fu panda enough i it's, would think it's a great up. film i think we've watched it together i've never seen this movie never i've kind of heard of it do i commit to the bit she's just gonna leave she's leaving Okay, I guess I'll finish out the pod by myself. Oh, the cat's watching her as she leaves. Oh, and the cat immediately just looked back where she was already looking. Oh, she's coming back. It's okay, I won't leave you here with him. So anyways, overall opinions on this episode. Okay. I was just say the running bit in that movie is so Fievel, the mouse, little mouse Uh boy, has been trying to um, find his family for a while. And there's like... Not a running bit, but throughout the movie, there are so many times that they're in the same area, but they never, uh-huh. they just never interact. They never find each other until the cool. end of the film. And so... Well, I know one listener <laughs> out here is going to understand this. <laughs> Overall opinions on the episode, I thought it was kind of drawn out and, and not as good version as the last Crosshair episode, that where he teamed up with a clone and learned a valuable lesson about friendship and... And what's good and what's not good. We've but never seen Cody. <laughs> not since. We still haven't yeah. seen. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he got put, gets into that farm. He's running along. <laughs> around with all, all the clones, all the separatist leaders, Padme. They're all just running around on that farm together. And all the Jedi. That's all the Jedi, <laughs> all the younglings. <laughs> All the Mandalorians <laughs> just running around on the farm having a great end all time. All the senators who speak out against Palpatine in his new skin condition. It's it's, it's they put Alderaan out there. <laughs> all of, not quite. That's later. <laughs> not there yet. Oh no. <laughs> um, all the people who get in mining accidents. <laughs> Andor's parents. Cassian's real parents. <laughs> oh man, that's a. Uh... <laughs> It's good. Anyways, um, but I do. Ezra's parents. I did really feel for Mayday. I thought Mayday was an interesting Mm, clone, and his his just total deflation once he figured out what they were defending that whole time was just armor for their replacements. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, I think helped. Like once the clones rebel, we're gonna really that that moment will really help uh, inform that that time because. Like once once you learn something about a clone, I think you learn a lot about all the clones for the most part. Like are you the, saying they're not unique individuals? They have a lot. Most of them are pretty similar <laughs> for the most part. Obviously, there are odd ones out, but for the most part, they all share a similar sense of justice and um, loyalty to doing what's right. So very Django of them. Mm. Really? I don't know. I don't think Django ever did anything <laughs> right. He raised his boy. Until he died. Whose fault is that? Mace's. Exactly. But Django is the one who jumped down there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we don't get a great sense of who Django Fett is as a person um, in Attack of the Clones, but... I refuse to believe that Tamara Morris <laughs> could could play a mean character. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. That man doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Um, still, decent episode. Um, help makes me feel like it did further along some things not necessarily strictly plot wise but the growing uh i'm starting to think the word like unrest uh, unrest is a good word amongst the clones they uh disruption yeah 
So, um, do you want to talk about Mandalorian? Yeah, and I actually forgot to bring this up. We were talking about in news. I don't know if you've heard this. There's this like rumor going around that um, uh, that John Favreau almost threatened to leave the Mandalorian because Kathleen Kennedy wanted uh-huh. to change too much. You want to know what the source was? Yes. Some random YouTube channel. <laughs> uh huh. Just. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It's like hmm. they the internet's constantly trying to make up reasons why Kathleen Kennedy is the worst thing on I, the planet. I do think it's kind of funny. Like Kath, like Kathleen Kennedy's never done anything good, and it's like, have you looked at the credits for mm-hmm. other Star Wars films? And also, do you like Mandalorian? She's yeah. the executive producer on yep. it. Like, yep. Anyways, uh, Mandalorian episode two. Um, season two, episode two. Yeah, season we, three, episode. Uh, see, season three, episode two. Oh right, yeah. I wrote down the. I'm thinking of Bad Batch. Thank you. Um, so we're immediately back to Tatooine. <laughs> Classic Star Wars move. <laughs> Actually, not for the movies, just for the shows. Very, very uh, Mandalorian themed. Mm-hmm. I was so excited i really thought for a second we were gonna get a boba fett episode (laughs) (laughs) that would have been lovely uh i was really like we might get a boba fett episode all is right (laughs) nope no we got a small mention pelly we got (sighs) name drop so what is it how is it both of these shows uh the bad batch and the mandalorian both have annoying female character like who's constantly reoccurring and thinks she's amazing and for some reason our main characters keep going back to her but she really her only skill is being a con artist yeah. it's weird that both shows have that nearly if I identical had a character nickel for each star wars show that had a weird con artist main female lead i'd have two nickels you, and, okay not to go back to um bad batch but it made me think the first episode really like introduced Fee, that pirate. Mm-hmm. I like she was gonna have a big role. Yeah, and, and she, she was in one episode. No, she's she's in twice. I think she was in the uh, the first one. I think the introduction or yeah, one I mean, of the like she episodes. had one episode. Oh yeah, like, she yeah. was briefly in that yeah. introduction, and then after that yeah, she had episode, one episode, episode five. thus far. Um, maybe she'll show up again. But yeah, you're right. It was a weird thing that they did. Um, and so the Mando goes back to Peli on Tatooine and, and I do, I do think her grift is really funny though. As annoying of a character she is to me, her grift she of, it. she owns what? That she's annoying? She, yeah. I mean, that, that's the shtick. Yeah. She rolls with it. Um, she is in league with the Jawas for the Jawas to steal parts <laughs> off people's vehicles charge them to fix it and then the jaw was just bring her the part it's really funny and din is just so fixated on this ig droid this man yeah. can't think of anything else yeah and she sells but then look i know he's like kind of a criminal and you got like both the imperial remnant after him and he's not necessarily buddy buddy with the new republic it's a large galaxy why come to this one woman repeatedly over and over? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And if it was like a really good character, like really, or she, they had like a really strong bond, mm-hmm. I would understand. They don't. She's a con artist. She immediately starts trying to sell him this crappy droid that's falling apart and is lying about to him about and, it. Well, here's the thing. I think we talked about how is he going to get IG on a ship? 
I mean, granted, they fixed that yeah. with the droid, but I was like, are they just going to sit in uh-huh. each other's laps? That's why I, I think the uh, the Starfighter is a terrible ship for him to have yeah, as his primary I mode of transportation. Yeah. I mean, it's a bachelor's car for sure, but like, <laughs> it is, can't is not, carry anything. Those ships aren't designed for transportation. No. They're Starfighters. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. He's downsizing, I guess. Nonetheless, she convinces him to take uh, R5 as a kind of a scout to send into the, the mines of Mandalore to test for livability and whatnot. Um, this, this is like, this has been the plot thus far. Mm-hmm. Like that's what drove the first episode was him needing that droid. That's why he went back to um, whatever the name of the planet was. Navarro. La- Navarro. That's why he uh, went and saw the Sindarans or is what the little guys are called? Azellans. Azellans. Thank you. Hey, hey. That's why he's come here. Like the first bit of this show has been driven by him needing IG droid mm-hmm. a, a droid to send into uh the mines and it's resolved almost immediately i just don't get the writing of this show so far it makes no sense to me i yeah and i'm not normally i like to let things play out but it is it's been interesting so far is this them i don't know is this something that because they reunited Mando and Grogu in Book of Boba Fett. They uh-huh. had to find other things, or they had to space out more shorter segments of the show in order to create two that's new episodes. That's possible. I really hope not. I mean, that's what we're seeing. Like, it, that's that's what we're seeing in the episodes is they are padding for time, mm-hmm. which see, feels ridiculous. Yeah, like, they rushed through re- reuniting them, and now I, I had thought, well, maybe these have so much story they want to tell that they need all that time. And so far, that is not the case. This episode would have been a great first episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you you, you cut out all the, you know, Navarro stuff. I mean, you can maybe drop in Navarro for a few minutes for whatever reason. Um, you, you, could, you could have condensed the first and second episode down. You don't need that whole big fight with the monster at the start of uh, the first episode. You don't really need the pirate stuff. But you could have very easily condensed down these two episodes into one. Like, we get almost... one long episode, I guess. I mean, you legitimately. Like, um, I feel like this episode repeats itself. You have the whole segment of um, Mando first going down into the mines with Grogu, and then he gets captured, and then he sends... Spoilers for this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we're kind of continuing the recap now. And then... Grogu leaves to go mm-hmm. find Bo-Katan to save Mando, and I feel like the show almost restarts. Yeah, and so I have a lot of comments about that, but we'll get to the it. Way, the way Bo-Katan and, and uh, Grogu now, they themselves navigate down into the mines, feels like it's the exact same thing again. She fights, mm-hmm. she fights those white creature things. She's talking to Grogu the entire time. We're skipping ahead. Okay. Sorry. Taking a small step back. <laughs> so as they go down into the... So I have things to say. They send out the droid. The no, droid, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Where? How far back do you want to go? I just want to say, I can't believe they're letting Mando go to Mandalore without seven more pit stops. Oh, sure. That's what I wanted to say. Because he, we've spent so much time on the IG droid and suddenly uh-huh. there's Mandalore. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Sure. I also think... There's an interesting comment that... The, the dialogue, I feel like, in this episode starts to be weird here. It's very... Because, it feels very AI-generated. Yes, because they're in the ship, and Din just goes, 
he's sho- he's showing all like the parts of the ship to Grogu, and he's like, a Mandalorian has to understand their way around maps. Just Mandalorians, though. I know that's a weird thing to nitpick. <laughs> Uh-huh. But I thought it was interesting that I was like, no one else, yes, no no one else uses maps. To address the thing you just said about the episodes being, well, really weirdly written, what is the name of that AI that people keep using to write their essays? CPG. <laughs> These episodes are written by CPG. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Ch- chat oh, GPT. That There it is. G- I, I just found know. it. Uh, I think that's what they've done. They've just, they're just letting an AI write these episodes. That would explain I, a lot. I do just want to say, we do get a very interesting aerial shot of Mandalore when Din's coming in after he gets through the storm clouds. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say, Sabine would have never let this happen. Uh, to Mandalore, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Sabine never would have let this happen to Mandalore. Yeah, well, she was, she re, she committed to defending Lothal instead, so. Honestly, a queen. Um, There's like one city on Lothal, though. I think there's a Jedi the, temple though. There's there's some that's there's, now there's gone forever. I believe. <laughs> yeah, maybe it did get. Um, had some interesting comments of. I don't know. It's it's weird. Mando sending the droid out to scout for him, which mm-hmm. is I th- I don't know. I think it's interesting. Send, he wanted to send the scout, the droid out to scout to make sure it's safe. And then as soon as the droid doesn't report back anymore, he just pops open the top and hops out. Like, hmm. I don't know if maybe there's just, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of concern over whether or not Mandalorian was breathable. Yeah, the, ma- the Mandalore. The, Mandalore, the sorry. Of Mandalore yeah, the planet of Mandalore was breathable. He was just like, all right, pop the top. Um, it's kind of similar to that that moment from Toy Story where uh, Buzz. initially Buzz refuses <laughs> to take his helmet off yeah. and uh, Woody pops it open and yeah. Buzz freaks out. He's like, the hair is breathable. I, I did find it interesting that Mando leaves Grogu on the ship and it made me think of that meme when people leave like their pets in the cars and it's like the air conditioning <laughs> is on. He's listening to his favorite music. Uh-huh. He has snacks. Um and then we have, we, we get the fight scene with those weird white creatures, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting. I think it was interesting to see that things ha- things are inhabiting Mandalore in the absence sure. of the Mandalorians. At first, I thought it was going to be like mutated Mandalorians oh, or something, man, that would but be cool. um, it's just whatever these creatures are. They look are. like bald wampas. Bald Oh, yeah, so Wampa's being the snow monster on yeah. Hoth. Yeah, kind of. Um, and then, okay, this is all. This is one thing that sat with me. Sorry, I know we were going through the episode, but I wanted to nitpick some of it. Okay. Um, so, Mando comes in with Grogu, and they're looking over that underground city, and he just goes, Bo-Katan was, Bo- Bo-Katan was right. Mandalore isn't cursed. And we were confused because in the very previous episode, <laughs> she says it's poisoned and says, don't go. Yeah, that line of dialogue is and then, very confusing and to then me. And then he goes, this is where Bo-Katan said to go. Did we have like a like a scene cut somewhere? Yeah, or I don't. Or are they referring to a conversation way back in like season? I, I think in the last episode, she did tell him where the mines are. True, but... But she did not tell him. She told him not to go. But I guess previously she yeah, would have true. thought that Mandalore was worth true repopulating. 
Um, so I it's it was a weird line of dialogue. The start of many. Um, also, Bo Katan <laughs> autocorrects every time to Bo Karen in my phone. <laughs> that's very accurate. So wow, that's hilarious. Um, so, a lot of the following uh, ooh, spun the mic around. A lot of the following dialogue, we it's very NPC style. You know, between Mando, it's like uh-huh. they were trying to fill the space between. I don't know. It kind of makes it's like they were trying to fill the space since Grogu can't talk. But like at one point, I think. It's just, especially when Mando just says, look, that tunnel goes down. And it's like, I mean, it is kind of like how you would talk to your kid to point them out to something. But there's also a part of me that's like, I don't know. It felt more like tell, don't show. Uh Um, Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it all, narratively, this episode feels very empty. Yeah. visually phenomenal uh, gorgeous the, especially the robot thing that that kidnaps uh din Yoink. is just an incredible design rendered beautifully i love the way it moves it's a very cool piece and, and the costumes on the monsters they fight and They're generally great. just the, the environments look really gorgeous. good um they i think they did a really good job uh replicating the uh blocky style of mandalore scene in the clone wars Everything is very like oh cubed interesting and very like geometric. So I think they had a good sure. job. Um, I think there's a there could be an interesting possibility because you know we've got Din crawling around in the sewers and he sees all this armor, and so I think there could be an interesting subplot line of Din finding out about the weapon that Sabine made for the Empire. Hmm. that target i mean i don't think they would do it because i don't think they're there's no way i have very very low doubts they would pull sabine in before ahsoka yeah which breaks my heart but whatever <laughs> um i i don't it, sorry uh i don't know it's interesting you had a very funny joke though because we had a very funny comment where so we have din uh he he picks up a helmet, an empty helmet. Well, of course, it's an empty helmet. There's no one in there. Picks up a Mandalorian helmet, and that's when the monster comes out and, like, mm-hmm. snatches him. And you just said, someone knew that Mandalorians can't resist the smell of Beskar armor. Seems like that was very intentionally placed. And then another comment, uh, Grogu Solo episode, which is... Kind of. A little, a little bit. But it, the eye part almost gave me... When it first came out, I was like, it feels like a guardian from Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, without the panic-inducing piano music. So that, that robot thing kidnaps uh, Din, mm-hmm. and uh, he's Din is able to barely uh, mutter to Grogu for him to to go and get Bo-Katan. Um, and they're very fortunate that they have that robot who can yeah. drive the ship grogu's little baby thing is so it can fast. book man it books it's he must very... have modified that thing. yeah it's able to like it's able to float safely down over thousands of feet yeah potentially miles down that you know din himself needs a jet pack in order to safely float down yeah. and grogu's pod thing can safely do it. it is it is a very fun piece of technology we are getting to see some interesting. Uh, we're getting to see Grogu's strength in the Force. Yes, he, as he's exiting the cave, one of those monsters 
drops down and he's able to just force push him out of the cave. Um, you, you made a comment when we saw when uh, Din is all caged up and we see that creepy looking alien uh-huh. actually not be the entire robot, but he pops out because uh-huh. we see like the the eye is very mm-hmm. fleshy. For half a second, I really thought, are we getting a Babu freak appearance? Oh, huh. I don't that know. Would for have been like kind of interesting. Like half a second, I thought about it, but then, um, so we see this crazy robot-looking thing, and you just said, "Is that what happened to Griefus?" <laughs> yeah, it's almost like Star Wars is constantly pushing how much droid a, a creature can be while still having some biological yeah. material, and this thing is like just an eyeball and a brain, probably. And force theme intensifies. Yeah, he uh, Grogu tries to save Mando using the force um and i for some of the music had some notes from the force theme and mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite little lines to throw out is force theme intensifies so they go back to bo-katan and this part was really weird for me because mm-hmm. there's such a to- there's such a tone shift from bo-katan mm-hmm. her, robot, her robot shows up we've got an unexpected an un- unscheduled uh visitor and Bogotan looks out the window and it's Din's ship and she uh-huh. immediately goes, let's get rid of him once and for all. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like a threat personally or she was, I don't know, gonna yeah, like yeah. Sparta kick him off her driveway <laughs> and she gets down to the, she gets down to the landing pad and she says Grogu and she immediately goes, turns to her mech, she goes, download that astromech and find out where they were. Like it's yeah. just immediate. I'm, I guess, I don't know, maybe her uh moral compass swung in for once yeah and she was like well he went to mandalore i guess i should go save him sure but that makes sense i mean they got there really fast um which Mm -hmm. very interesting how sometimes the travel in the other mandalorian episodes is really slow yes versus they're flying everywhere through this episode but and then bo-katan just says another really weird piece this is a trailer piece of dialogue Uh uh-huh she goes, she fights off some more of those monsters and goes and looks at Grogan and says, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Bizarre. As if they haven't met before. Yeah, yeah. I don't, weird. I don't know. And I don't like, I don't like to go through a show and nitpick everything, but just the dialogue past this was just so mm-hmm. odd. And it's one thing for to have cheesy dialogue. It's a whole other thing to have dialogue that doesn't make any sense. That just like yeah. l- internally yeah i totally agree weird line of dialogue so um they go rescue din who's getting his blood drawn for some ugh, weird reason ugh, it was very uncomfortable um, very visceral bo grabs the dark saber i was curious if she was kind of gonna go finders keepers uh, <laughs> with that but she didn't um you commented how quiet that robot was when it snuck up on her i thought it was very interesting she's like din are you are you trying to say something uh-huh. I was like, girl, your peripherals, <laughs> use them. So, um, now after they rescued Din, I did think we get we got some interesting information from Bo-Katan about, you know, we got some Bo-Katan lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katan, Katan, I don't know, the board game. <laughs> um, interesting Bo-Katan lore about her growing up. Not a single mention of her sister. Yeah, that is interesting. Which I maybe she holds guilt, and maybe she doesn't want to say that she's the younger sister. I don't know. Maybe that's like a royalty thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Prince ha- Prince Harry's spare. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But 
I, I kind of find it interesting with all her talk about being of the royal family, not a single not a single mention of her sister ever being ruler. Yeah. Speaking of which, on on Reddit someone said uh pointed out that uh but Catan was immediately good with the dark saber and used it like a like a Jedi and someone replied, Her brother in law is a Jedi, he probably taught her a few tricks <laughs> and someone commented, Brother in law? Oh, oh no Someone else replied, Obi Wan tugging his force ghost collar. <laughs> well, that goes immediately into my Cameron, that immediately goes into my next comment, which is where's Corky? <laughs> <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Eviscerated. No, no. The ominous rant not maybe not ominous, the random nephew of Satine and Corky, who uh, looks a Satine looks, and Pokaton's nephew. Corky. Yeah, yes, yeah, sorry. Satine and Pokaton's nephew, Corky, when there's only two of them, and he looks a little suspiciously like <laughs> Kenobi. Kenobi. And I think someone verified the ages of when Bo-Katan was in Clone Wars. And she was like young. Mm-hmm. So there's no way it could be her. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a quirky one uh, stan. I think that would be funny. <laughs> I know George Lucas doesn't like that, but that's okay. Um, and I thought this, maybe this is, this, I'll save this for the meme corner. But so... They do make it to the mo- to the fountain rather. Excuse you. There's no segment on this podcast called Meme Corner. That is not Sorry its name. Sorry, meme half an hour, meme minute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it used to be Meme Corner. It, yeah, like it used to be. We meme changed corner. in like episode four. We were on episode eight. Well, I'm sorry. Or nine. I'm a strickler for tradition. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so we make it to the fountain rather um, undisturbed. Yeah. We, after. <laughs> after din nearly died but uh, for the first time <laughs> yeah and so Bokatan's like i'll give you the tour and din just goes for it he starts mm-hmm. reciting the creed and just and then just disappears <laughs> he's and he, gone and he falls like 200 feet underwater and i don't think it was we couldn't figure out did he just fall did he just sink like a bag of rocks because <laughs> beskar is heavy or did he um did he get dragged by something yeah, I mean, logically, it'd make way more sense if he was dragged by something, but it'd be very funny if he, he got just there fell. so fast. Yeah, because we do get a very cool moment of Bokatan jumping into yes. the water and activating her jetpacks underwater. So they work. And she is flying through the water. Yes, and she's so fast. And then there's nowhere to be seen. Like, there's like really wide shots like, underwater. And like, it's deep. It's like probably like 100 feet. And she's <laughs> flying through. Din is gone. <laughs> really he funny. Got, he got backroomed. <laughs> no clip <laughs> through the floor. He no clips through the map into the. Oh no! And then as they're returning to the surface, they see cool. a very large uh, kaiju s creature, the uh, the, the mythic mythos- mythosaur, the mythosaur which-, which I had heard that name before, but I did not realize that is the Mandalorian symbol. Mm-hmm. Is the skull most famously on Boba Fett's armor. Um, and it's also on the armor's wall, at least in yep. Mandalorian season one. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I, I had always kind of meant to look up what that creature was, but I, I never had. I think that is it the first King of Mandalore or mm-hmm. uh, tamed one. Yeah, that's what they so mentioned this episode. We're, you know, we're leaning a lot into this uh, uh, Din chosen one kind of thing. Sure. And if that translation from the last episode can be trusted, very interesting implications 
Yeah. Someone on Reddit translated that uh, little. You need to get closer I'm to the mic. Too, sorry, I'm too. <laughs> I was mic. trying to like signal to sorry. her, and she anyway, wasn't getting the signal. Anyway, um, so uh, to repeat that, so someone on Reddit. So I do not know how correct this is. Um, translated that glass chip that Mando presented to the armorer from Mandoa, the language, into mm. English, and supposedly it is a translation from Exodus, the second book of the Bible. Uh-huh. And so some interesting implications of with you know this kind of central theme of uniting the mandalorians and bringing them back home mm-hmm. is very um very much like the israelites sure like a moses character uh-huh um but that mythosaur shot was very cool because it's alive i would not have been surprised if they had just kind of showed a school mm-hmm. or something sure but it's alive yeah big old big old boy big creature and mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode. They get back out of the water and it just kind of ends, right? And Bo-Katan's like, holy crap. And yeah. Grogu's been up there that whole time. He's just waiting. So this episode is completely reversed on something I said last episode, which was I said I could not foresee who was going to lead the Mandalorians because I didn't think it was going to be Din and I didn't think it was going to be Bo-Katan because they had made her so thoroughly unlikable. But she just pulled such a 180 in this episode. I know. And Maybe um, she's got hope. I also wasn't sure how anyone else would get the Darksaber from Mando. He's going to give that thing away and a lottery. I don't know. She just snatched it up in this episode. I wonder if technically she won it because... He's incapacitated. Because he was defeated and lost it. So technically, that sword <sighs> was that cre- grievous looking guy. And she picked it up and won defeated him in battle i mean but of course tech i guess maybe there's the part where he she's lost it once so there's mm-hmm. a lot of that discussion of even, i think even if she because well is given to her the first time so even if she won it back are they gonna trust her again hmm. so but he picked it up the second time when they was getting ready put it on his back oh did he I yeah he did that. when she was like what are you doing he's like i gotta go to the water yeah um he picked it up clipped <laughs> it to his back go get a bath <laughs> gotta go get <laughs> gotta be a mandalorian again i will be a mando no rest for the mandos um so generally i like this episode i just kind of wish it it would have been a great first episode been, yeah i think if you combine the I last think... two i just i mean especially i think this episode works fine on its mm-hmm. own it just feels like it's totally undermining everything set up in the last episode like it makes the first yeah. episode almost entirely unnecessary yeah, I wonder, I don't know if they split it or yeah. to fit that eight episodes or I don't, I don't know, but I do think the reveal of a live mythosaur on Mandalore would have been a really good ending of the first episode. Um, I did look up who wrote the episodes and according to the wiki, uh, John Favreau wrote all eight episodes of the season, hmm. but he worked with Noah Clore on the third and then Dave Filoni is on the fourth and seventh episodes. Hmm. You know what that means? Episode four, seven are gonna have some, some great. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yelling into the mic. Wait, tonight. what did you? I said flashbacks. Flashbacks. I thought you said fun facts, or you oh. maybe said bad batch. No, <laughs> I would love for live action bad batch. They, I'm going. Just, I'm uh, gonna be honest. I'm gonna be surprised if they action, live. Live action bad batch is just uh, <laughs> a Tamora Morrison in different makeup and prosthetics, even as Omega. <laughs> no, no. Imagine an episode. A, a live action episode with the Bad Batch and Boba. It's just all tomorrow. <laughs> in 
in animation you have episodes that are entirely d bradley baker and in live action you have episodes that are entirely <laughs> i'm here for it that would be tomorrow morrison's chance to do a very either eddie murphy or rob williams sort of thing of just playing a bunch of characters yeah for sure so um decent episode really respect all the like it looks gorgeous. craftsmanship it looks great like the people who literally make these episodes do a really good job I just wish the writing was stronger. It was just so weird. Yeah, and I, I understand making very large production uh, in television and film is very strange right mm-hmm, now with all mm-hmm. the, especially even now with all the COVID restrictions. I get that's weird. I don't see how that affects the writing. I just yeah. don't understand how they can possibly make the writing this awkward. It's not even necessarily that it's I bad. I would argue it's bad. I don't think that's necessarily what you would call it. It's just super clunky. Yeah very npc a lot and i feel like and like i said like sometimes when you talk to a kid you point out the obvious but it just feels mm-hmm. like a lot of there i don't know what is what is at least when i was in my classes it was always show don't tell yeah 100 percent. um and 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 then that would benefit less talking would benefit these episodes and on and writing has never been the mandalorian strong suit the show has always been very simple but I think that was the beauty of the first two seasons was it was simple and it was Wasn't straightforward. Doing too much. And yeah, you never, like the writing didn't draw attention to its weaknesses. Maybe it's because it's just Jon Favreau. Maybe before they had more writers on it, maybe that helped keep it fresh and maybe. Um, more interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like there was a lot more writers in the past. Mm-hmm. And also the director of this episode is a first time director for the most part. She's done a lot of cinematography on major yeah. productions, but never um directed anything huge Mm -hmm. um so that's also potentially part of it um i think oh she actually no no she has some she has previous directing credits i'm I'm wrong about that um she's directed television but quite a bit of television i was totally wrong about that she directed an episode of quantico an episode two episodes of american crime episode of homemade episode of the morning show four episodes of high town and two episodes of american crime story i've never heard of like any of these shows but she's done has she definitely has directed before i was i was incorrect on that um nonetheless um so that brings us to the end of our discussion these two episodes and into everyone's favorite very visual segment on this podcast meme minute is it a parsec is it a is it meme parsec is it meme astro second that's for you to decide um what do you got for me rachel um i got some good ones so i saw this tiktok and i don't have to play it fortunately (laughs) (laughs) to uh describe it so someone posted it was uh they captioned it star wars celebration moments that altered my brain chemistry and if you've seen that trend on tiktok it's like people posting important moments to them Mm. and you scroll over to the next page to the next picture to slideshow and it says dad and i meeting boba fett it's a picture of them with tomorrow it's Mm. it's absolutely precious like absolutely amazing very cute and you scroll over to the next uh picture and it says uh dad and i meeting Django fett oh very good same image and this continues on for six more images of <laughs> dad and i meeting captain cody captain rex commander bly fives hunter wolf all of these different clones now technically he's not any of those clones he never played those clones but it is still very funny it's good we did play cody he did play cody he but did. not rex or, or hunter or anything like that rex didn't exist at that point uh, um oh sorry well speaking of, of boba fett i've got a, a meme here that's um, some images from the clone wars to obi-wan talking to ahsoka and obi-wan says Anakin never talked to you about his past, has he? Ahsoka says, only to tell me he won't talk about it. Obi-Wan says, when he was younger, Anakin was a Boba Fett starship. 
oh, which is a no. which is a joke to the fact that Boba Fett Starship is called Slave One, but oh my new gosh. toys and Legos, it's just called Boba Fett Starship. And oh Anakin my. was a Boba Fett starship. Oh my gosh! Love that meme. Thought it was very funny. I saw this. I saw this collection of images, and it was all the pictures of Grief Karga from each season, and it was just captioned, "Bro gets drippier every season," <laughs> <laughs> and it's talking about the uh, the the. <laughs> the improvement of all of his his costumes his costumes i will say the downside of grief karga getting a new outfit every season is that hasbro <laughs> is going to release another grief karga figure and that no one will buy that no well some people will buy and if that's your thing yeah. that's cool i'm <laughs> sick of them that will not sell nearly as well as the other characters and will always be the ones that are on the shelf at <sighs> there's the still season they're like one the vegetables it's like it's like targets like i will not give you new toys until you eat your vegetables I and your refuse. vegetables are grief carga and lando the lando one almost broke me because it got down to eight bucks and i almost bought it <laughs> um i have another one here um, it's the uh, the popular image of I, I'm blanking this actor's name. He plays Moff Gideon, um, but I believe this is an image of him from uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. Regardless, it's him oh, in a said suit. Bad batch. <laughs> <laughs> it's him in a suit, fixing his tie, looking very serious in the camera, and it says, "You watch Ahsoka for hot alien. I watch Ahsoka for Thrawn. We are not the same." <laughs> I feel like there are people that will argue that. <laughs> So. And I think it's especially funny mean since he's from Star Wars and good. Uh, the fact that both of us are very excited for Ahsoka continuing so uh, the Rebels story. Um, that was a fun meme. Um, I got quite a few. I found some good ones. Um, so some. Well, this one is fine. It says they thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. And it's uh, a picture of Kira and then Maul from uh, Rogue One. And it's the picture of uh, oh, what's that gang called? Scar. This gang real life gang crimson dawn oh right crimson dawn symbol and necklaces that they're wearing and then there is a image from one of the prequel series where jar jar apparently has a very similar oh piece of jewelry can I, see? <laughs> I mean i don't know if you're if you can tell tell <laughs> so good the, luck it's very hard to tell it, it's definitely a stretch but it's wow funny. that is yeah it looks similar dude it looks really similar though that's really funny yeah, well, you know what? I would be more willing to believe that uh, Jar Jar inadvertently started the Crimson Dawn gang than I him mean, being he Darth Jar Jar. Started the Empire. Yeah, that's also true. Um, here's a really fun Photoshop. Rachel can see it on my phone, and she is she's very happy. So the the popular recent film Cocaine Bear. Um, this is a parody poster that says Spice Bear, and it has a. Uh, uh, Ewok on it instead of a bear and spice being the chosen drug of the Star Wars universe and I, it's really funny. I feel like that is very um, for those for p those of you that have played the Battlefront 2 mod where you play as a stormtrooper on Endor at oh. night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good point. That, they, those are very relevant. Um, I've got one and it's the scene from Attack of the Clones when uh obi-wan goes to uh visit uh daxter is that his name dexter da jester da i don't dexter's diner whatever yeah and he holds up uh one of the thing i think whatever killed padme's assassin uh -huh. he holds up and he goes do you know what this is 
a picture of Daxter captioned no and then directed by George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, the uh the dart, the the saber dart that yeah. he identifies if he couldn't identify it, they would have never got to Camino and then none of it would have happened. Yeah. Very good. Um here so this is a YouTube clip that I wanted to play. Um if mm. you're if you've never played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the original uh RPG on the Xbox and I believe it was on the PS2 as well. Um, Did not have it. Uh, there's a very popular battle droid in that game called HK47, who's very famous for lots of his very fun dialogue. Um, and here's a line of dialogue he had that I had never heard before. Statement: Overwhelming odds is also a good tactic, master. There are few Jedi that can long hold their ground against a hundred attackers all firing at once, or being turned on by their own troops. Now a montage of Order 66 happening <laughs> on screen. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> might copyright <laughs> strike us. Oh no! Shut Wait. that down, shut that down. <laughs> turn, turn, turn that music off. So, HK47. <laughs> sued. HK47 accurately predicting how to wipe out the Jedi <laughs> is hysterical. Thousands of years in advance. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I've got I've got a good one. It's uh it's it's the picture of Anakin and almost said Pemmy and Palpatine at the uh opera. Uh-huh. And it's Anakin like one of his lines that says, "Our grandkids are going to kiss one day." And in the next shot is Palpatine looking at Anakin and says, "Your kids are going to kiss one day," <laughs> and just and just um, visible concern from Anakin. <laughs> as much as Hayden Christian could get that acting on his face. Mm. Mm. Um, do you have any more? I got another one. Oh yeah, so I sent you this TikTok. Now, this this TikTok itself is not inherently a Star Wars meme, but it says, "How do y'all get the job done so quickly?" O S H A OSHA violations. Um, I sent that video to you with the caption: "The Jedi raising child soldiers, the Republic building their capital be one big city, the Separatists constructing a massive droid army, the Kaminoans breeding millions of clones, the Empire slash First Order oh, cranking out planet destroying machines, the Rebels recruiting child soldiers." Oh, I so we have this funny habit where I send Cameron so many TikToks that it that it's just so many and, I, and he, you know you don't always get to watch them all uh, and then uh and vice versa cameron sends me a million things on instagram <laughs> throughout the day that i never look at um not because i don't want to i just forget yeah fair enough um so and for me you sent me tiktoks i don't have tiktok and so i have to watch it in my browser and it doesn't it's a hassle to so watch should i just save them and send them to you if you want to, if that'd I be easier. Them, okay, okay, fine. I'll make the change. Um, anyways, so I got another scene. It's the infamous uh, youngling scene from Order 66, which, side tangent, I got to watch that. I hope the <laughs> mic didn't pick up my uh, stuff. I could hear, I couldn't tell if I could hear it in the headphones or in my ears, but that was Rachel's stomach. <laughs> Ooh. She hungry for more memes. <laughs> yeah, for more memes. Um, I got to watch. Uh, Revenge of the Sith with Cameron and his fiance. And it was the first time she had watched it. Top would recommend. Ten out of ten would recommend watching Order Sixty Six with someone who hasn't seen it. But so it's the scene where of the kid who steps forward to Anakin in the room and it's captioned Master Scott. Oh wait, sorry. 
Jedi Knight Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? <laughs> then that angry. Image of <laughs> I love that. Anakin. Um, here's here's a fun bit uh, Star Wars video that you can just hear the sounds. I know a sound that all men love. Thrawn. Is that the seismic charge? <laughs> so good. Boba Fett seismic charge. Such an inc- iconic piece so of sound good. design. Ugh, the best. Um, I've got one from Phantom Menace with Padme um, when she meets Jar Jar and she goes, you're a Gungan, aren't you? And this is captioned, uh, yes, I am a member of the only other sentient species inhabiting the planet of which you are the queen. You, uh, dumb woman. <laughs> Wait, can I see it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very visual. I need sometimes I just need to see the meme. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the uh, lack you centering it makes it lose a lot of its pump. i'm sorry i i guess i could say it but we keep it kind of pg in this christian minecraft server um <laughs> did you even hear what i said yes okay. keep it pg in this star wars in the star- christian, christian minecraft this minecraft mandalorian <laughs> starcraft this this the way <laughs> try again there <laughs> I, I said mandalorian on okay. purpose um i've got another one uh, that it's it's from Revenge of the Sith where Padme is dying and you know the robot says for some reasons we can't explain we are losing her picture of Obi-Wan Master Yoda should we use force heal picture Yoda no Lamau <laughs> <laughs> no Lamau here's um, this is not necessarily a meme something we say every week uh, this is just kind of a fun fact let me turn my really volume up meme. here I don't know if people know this maybe I'm not allowed to say this but I don't care anymore um, he directed that scene in Rogue One where, well, basically the whole end of the movie where Vader talking about comes the through and mm-hmm. it's like, and you see basically the what's going to happen in A New Hope. He directed all that. He also recast Darth Vader. They had cast another actor and they, they asked Dave to watch the movie to see what he thinks. And I remember him going, well, you got some of the buttons wrong, some of the lighting wrong. And uh, <laughs> why'd you hire an Italian? And they go, what do you mean? And they go, how'd you know we hired an Italian? He goes, well, Darth Vader doesn't talk with his hands, but this one clearly does. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't know if people know this. Maybe I'm so not I haven't gotten a chance to fact check this, but this is um, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, who AKA plays, the voice of Kane and Jarrus in Rebels. Yep. Sorry, B2. Um, who is notorious for going on on interviews and just like not caring about the Star Wars fan base. Disney has, whatever he wants. Disney has no hold on this man. <laughs> I, 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 also, I feel that also kind of makes him not necessarily the most reliable source because I think he likes the attention. I don't know if this what he just said is true, but if it's true, it's very interesting. He said that Dave Filoni directed the infamous Darth Vader hallway massacre scene in Rogue One, as well as suggesting they recast the body of Darth Vader because the previous one talked with his hands too much. <laughs> all very interesting and very funny. Also, I if that's all true, one, I love the idea that from the beginning, Star Wars, the new Lucasfilm people recognize that Filoni would be a very good uh, consultant. And two, that he started, you know, I, I got really excited when he got to direct live action episode to The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um... And the fact that that started with him getting to work on the reshoots of Rogue One is also very cool. If it's all and even true. I, don't I mean, know. and I will say, I mean, you can hear Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan in Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Which is 
really cool that yeah. they acknowledge that. And Ahsoka as well. Oh, yes. I thought other, you I think, meant... I thought you, you could hear oh, Ahsoka. I thought you no. meant the show, and I was like, what do you, you know? hear Ahsoka's voice Like You, in... got, you got Dave Filoni in your, <laughs> no, I get, your I got nothing. <laughs> what else you got for memes? Um, I, well, I think that's kind of it. That's it for me, too. Um, I can't remember... Uh... Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. It's the it, it's sorry. I leaned back again. It's the clip from Whiplash okay. where the okay. band director is um, talking about like he finds the music book and he's like, mm-hmm. "If I see any one of those things again, I I feel like I just got to play the audio." Go for it. So, and then I'll explain it. Um, if I ever find one of these lying around again, I swear to. <laughs> I will stop being so polite. Get the <laughs> out of my sight before I demolish you. So, um, people have put a green screen on what he's holding, which is a music book. Uh, and so, what it is, when he says, if I see one of these things ever again, the green screen is all of the the Hasbro Black Series Lando figurines. <laughs> if I see one of these again, I'm going to demolish so you. Good. And then, at this in that scene, someone comes in and he's like, Get out of my face. And it's just captioned, but he's from the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to see it? Do, no, do it's hilarious. It? It's so no, good. I, listen because to it, it's great. I love Lando. I do. I am just very sad when I continuously go to all the places in town that sell that's that sell Star Wars figurines. And it's it's always Lando. And recently, our target has carried like six of the Jawas, of the Jawa character from Kenobi. <laughs> from Kenobi? Yes, from Kenobi, the, well, jo- the one Jawa character that sold him the toy. Strange. I know. Wow. And actually, there's a Kenobi figure, which is kind of cool. I've thought about picking it up, but do I really need two Kenobis just in different outfits? I don't, I don't, I love Kenobi. I love Obi-Wan. I just don't love him as much to justify. I'd rather have like mm. four different Boba Fetts. Sure. <laughs> That's very you. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank maybe, you so much for tuning in. Maybe one day we'll watch Transformers. <laughs> we will. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're in the we're in the midst of a lot of Star Wars content. Um, we got. Oh, we gotta... I totally forgot to, to make that comment that when the droid, the crawly droid thing kidnaps Din in this episode of The Mandalorian, I sent a Transformer. Uh, <laughs> a Transformer in our Star Wars. Transformer in our Star. We'll get there. There's a movie coming out this year, and we'll, we'll definitely build up to that. Forgetting that movie's coming out. We gotta fill the time between Mando and Ahsoka anyway. Do we even know when Ahsoka starts? I don't think it starts till the end of the year at yeah, earliest. Yeah, like end of the year, I think. So we'll have plenty of time. December. Once Mando ends, we'll have plenty of There's Transformers There's so many time. time. It's so much time to watch Transformers G1. <laughs> I feel like I just gotta go through the episodes and pick out some good sure. ones for you. Sounds good. Um, so as always, thank you so much to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. Uh, props to our very own Rachel for all of our artwork. Uh, props to me for editing and producing. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> um, I realized listening to one of, uh, something that all podcasts say that I realized I should have been saying all along is thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, thank you to our sponsors. This week is brought to you by these chopsticks that Rachel has we on the do- table. <laughs> um, they're pretty cool. Your actually, gave me those. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. They're nice. We should I, just start there's no say, brand on them, we, though. Would so. you, thank you to our sponsors, and we just name our places of employment. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, though my work does provide all of the equipment. <laughs> I just borrow it. Um, it's, I, mean, I mean, you're kind of in charge of it, so. 
Yeah, but I don't own any of this. It's all f- only because I borrowed it from our work. equipment. <laughs> so uh, what I should have been saying all along was write us a review um, and leave us a review. Oh, yes. And um, I'll read it out on the podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah, but specifically you can review us on on uh, Apple Podcast. Um, I don't know if you can leave a review on Spotify or not. I don't know. Um, review us on facebook five out of five please. tweet at, tweet a review at us however you want to communicate the um the review to us do that and we'll read it off on the on if, the pod if there is something particular you know for those for those of you listening that are have watched the transformers g1 and you've got some crazy episodes that you would like us to watch Absolutely. send them send them on the twitter um because so or I don't, just whatever social media or just whatever use. social media but send it to us because i've started a list yeah, send us memes if you want them memes. to shown on the pod. We'll we'll definitely filter those. That won't that's not a guarantee that it'll Ooh. get on the pod, but um I'll definitely consider it. Um and that's all we've got for this week. Uh we're just gonna barely get in under half an hour. That's my that's my goal is to end it before half an hour. So we're we're gonna do it. We're it's only it. a minute twenty eight, an hour twenty eight right now. Um so this is Cameron and Rachel signing off si- saying don't hire an Italian to play Darth Vader. <laughs> Because Dave Filoni will call you out in front of everyone. (laughs) Good night, everyone.